Welcome to The Interview with Leslie Heaney, a podcast that features informational and inspirational stories from experts in everything from fashion and the arts to medicine and science. The interview covers any and all topics that are timely and relevant to our lives today. I'm host Leslie Heaney, and I'm excited to share these compelling stories with you. I promise you'll be inspired, learn something new, and hopefully share a few laughs along the way. Today, I'm beyond excited to be talking with Veronica Swanson Beard, who, along with her sister-in-law, Veronica Mealy Beard, founded the juggernaut fashion brand, Veronica Beard. What began with the Dickie jacket has expanded into a full lifestyle collection for women who make it happen. Veronica Beard is a brand with universal appeal and the track record to prove it. VB has opened dozens of stores across the U.S. and has ventured into the international market with locations in London, Toronto, and Seoul. And this year, they're on track to increase sales to $250 million, up from $100 million in 2018. Veronica Swanson Beard grew up on both coasts and started her career working with Narcissa Rodriguez and Alberta Ferretti in wholesale, and then as a buyer for Marissa Collections in Florida. If Veronica wasn't a fashion designer, this mother of three would be flipping real estate and designing interiors. In this episode, Veronica talks about her inspirations, her wonderful family, and what's coming up next for both Veronica Beard, the brand, and for Veronica Swanson Beard herself. So with that, here's Veronica. I'm so happy to see you. We were just chatting before we went live with Jess, who's helping us with our, our sound, um, about being on Zooms. Yeah. And what it's like being on Zooms. I and Zoom. I was just about to tell Veronica that one of my first podcasts that I did was with a friend who's a plastic surgeon. Oh, my God. Doug Steinbreck, which we have to redo because the sound wasn't so great. It wasn't in studio. But as we're having the conversation about, I'm like, I'm like, are you looking? Oh, you're looking yeah. at my double chin, right. aren't oh you, God, Doug? Yeah. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm like, I know you are. What do I need? It was actually great because I got a free consultation oh my God. from him on Zoom. I'm so scared of all of this. Looking at my, um, looking at my double chin. But um, anyway, you, you no don't. Double chin. You don't have one. To you look do not have a double I'm chin either. I'm looking at you. I'm looking, looking at you either. Gorgeous. Um, so, I think that li- listeners obviously know you and know your co-founder, Veronica Mealy Beard. Um, but I think listeners want to know sort of the behind the music. This is kind of like your behind the music interview. Yeah. I just wanted you to know that, not to make you completely uncomfortable. I haven't looked at the questions. But I, I, but I, I, you know, sort of how you came to Veronica Beard, the brand, mm-hmm. your background, your family, is such a fascinating story. And it's really how you know, how the brand is what it is, right? It's a reflection of you and VMB and VMB. Yeah. Um, so let's, um, let's take it, take it all the way back to the beginning. Take it all the way back. Um, when I was four where did old. you grow? Where'd you grow up? I mean, <laughs> so I grew up in Naples, Florida. Yep. Born in Naples. We moved to London when I was in second grade. Um, oh, I, I did not know that. Yeah. So, um, dad, that's when Alexis was at Ethel Walker's. Okay. Um, and Alexis, Alexis, Alexis for listeners is, is my sister, Veronica's my sister. sister. Um, and, uh, so dad, we grew up in Florida. Dad had sold his business and was taking a little bit of a sabbatical. And so we moved to London, um, in 1985 and it was 
an amazing experience because my uncle Charlie was the ambassador then. Oh, wow. Under, um, under Reagan. And so it was a really cool, special time just to actually like have access to that. Um, that. So uncle Charlie was your, is your dad's brother? Dad's sister's husband. Okay. And Carol. Okay. Okay. So Chaz. Oh yes. Of course. Yes. Yep. Um, so we moved there and, um, we were put into school at Hill House, which is a very old. It was um, a boys' school that had become um, that had become co-ed and was super traditional and super rigid. Coming from Naples, Florida, and being like a free bird on the beach and going into that um, environment, which was, you know, you carried a briefcase in second grade. You marched around London. Amazing. We were wearing knickers and bad uniforms, and I love the story of my mom. So you would get your your uniform at Harrods, and the schools oh, would have it. yeah, the schools would have different, I guess, booths or counters or whatever where you would pick your uniform. So my mom goes to Harrods and basically designs her own uniform. Of course, she, she picks like from one school the the top and one school the skirt and a, and a tight over here and a shoe and a beret and whatever. And she comes to the counter, and the woman's like, "I'm sorry, ma'am, what school do your children go to?" And she's like, "Hill House," and and the woman's like, "Oh no, you're confused. Yeah, the uniform is over there." And it was like copper um, corduroy knickers, a mustard like really thick waffle wool sweater jumper. Um, I mean, you had to wear ugly brown shoes. It was terrible. But I love how Elizabeth, of course, you know, was like trying to like bedazzle it, which, you know, you don't come from nowhere. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Um, so we moved there, moved, um, lived there for two years and, um, and then came back to Florida. And by the time we, we came back to Florida, dad's businesses were in California and London. So we moved to, to California in fifth grade. And I really grew up in California, fifth grade through high school um, in San Francisco and Napa Valley. But I always feel like I'm a Florida girl. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the, that's sort of the origin. Yeah. The origin. Yeah. But t- so talk about that, though, because your dad, your parents are in Florida. Your dad, what business was he? Was he? So dad had gone to Stanford and was just a huge wine lover, um, you know, and basically, uh, bought the vineyard in Napa Valley as a place to go in the Florida summers. And so it was first the vineyard, then the winery, then he owned Napa National Bank. Okay. Um, and so it just became sort of everything Napa Valley wine industry. And at the same time, he had a business in um, London, which is a um, spirits distributing company in Europe. Okay. Uh, because I, I don't know if your mother told me um, this story or maybe I'm getting it wrong, but I, I was under the impression that he, you, you, you all moved to Napa because he was pursuing this dream of, or, but I didn't realize he had the vineyard before yes. you all moved. No, no, okay. he had the vineyard before. I mean, but it was, he was pursuing this dream and he was in big and on the West coast. So he had to be either in California or in London. We, Florida didn't really make sense anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think having, and his, his whole business really, and career before was the cable cable business and uh, radio and newspaper before we moved to London. So 
I think just growing up with a dad that was such a serial entrepreneur. Yeah. It was just, you know, you, you could, you could get into businesses that you were interested in. And I think that that was such an awesome example to have, Yep, you know, that it could be done. And my mom, um, is the most creative. I mean, mom really could have done so many things, been an actress, been a designer, been a writer, been a artist. I mean, so many incredible things. She's, she's so, so, so creative. And I think, you know, in ways, the fact that she didn't do what she actually loved so much was a lot of why I felt so, um, it felt so important for me to really follow my passion, passion. my dreams. Yeah. I mean, I, well, back to your mom for a second. I mean, her, she, she is sort of the, your dad's creative partner. I mean, totally. you know, in everything that happens yeah. as it relates to the vineyard and yeah. your family's life. Um, and her, her flair and her style is her own singular. Yeah, I mean, it's she incredible. Is. It's she incredible. Is. She's amazing. Um, so you have those incredible mentors on both sides, yeah. but I want to, I want to follow up with what you just said. And then I want to get to your own immediate family and your wonderful husband. But I remember that period when you were deciding kind of, cause you, you have, you have such a passion and a talent for fashion, but you also have like your mother are creative in so many different ways, have a passion for interior design. And I, I feel like there yeah. was a point where you were deciding which path to take because you had been professionally in fashion, but you, you also have a love and a passion for design. So yeah. tell me about that. Remind me, take, take me back. I think that, um, so I went to Tulane for undergraduate, then moved to New York to go to Parsons, um, to do really fashion fashion business, merchandising, um, and not design because I, not because I couldn't, because I was lazy about it. I knew it was so much harder to do the design program than to do the merchandising program. And, um, at Parsons, at Parsons, just anywhere. I mean, I was, a uh, you know, an artist in high school. I won a scholarship. I, you know, love fine art, but I didn't want to study fine art because I knew, I would be in, you know, a studio all of college. Yeah. So I studied um, art history and, um, you know, truly to be an artist is a real commitment in a different way. I was, you know, I, I knew that I had a more um, social and business and sort of people skills than I wanted to, to, to go in a different, in a different direction. So, um, so anyway, I went to Parsons Um, and the summer after my first year of Parsons, I was offered a job. So I was working for Narciso Rodriguez and I was offered a job to work, to continue working after my internship. And basically I was like, this is my moment. Yeah. Like I'm going to take my moment. And so I'd call my dad and I was like, look, I've been offered this job. I don't know where this is going to go but this is my foot in the door of the fashion industry in New York. And I really think I've just got to take it and leave Parsons and leave Parsons. Yeah. And my dad was always super cool. Like he was very much my person about, um, 
you know, bailing me out when I needed to be bailed out. And, um, and he was tough, but he was also very, very like nurturing about that stuff. Like he understood it. So he, he was cool about it and he let me out. And when I went and told, um, the Dean, (laughs) he let me out. (laughs) He let me out of it. Um, but when I went and spoke to the Dean, she was so funny. She was like, you know, we understand. And if you make anything, anything of yourself, just make industry. sure you put Parsons on. Your yeah. yeah. She was like, we'll say that you went here anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that's good. Um, but I, um, I'll have to include Parsons in my intro bio. Yeah, exactly. I, do that I know. Went to like a dropout Parsons <laughs> dropout. Um, so I start working at Nursey. So, and it's just like his golden moment. It's so amazing. He's one designer of the year. Everybody's in love with him. It's Carolyn Bissett Kennedy time. Yep. You know, like she had just sadly passed, but like there was just so much incredible. He was so, he is so um, creative. So it was so fun to work there. And it was really, really like still crazy fashion, the way the fashion used to be. And so what kind of stuff were you doing for him? Were you I mean I was so I was an intern so I did everything and then I was hired to work on his fall show. Okay. Or so it was his, the spring show in the fall. And um and Nyan Fish actually is who offered me the job then to go work with her. We'd work together on the show um to work with her for um the MTV um Fashion Awards. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm oh my God. Going I mean, and then the Narciso thing turned into a job in wholesale um, at IFA. And that's where I ended up was IFA with Alberta Ferretti and Narciso Rodriguez. Um, and then I went on and I was and I loved wholesale. Michelle Stein was um, Michelle Stein was my boss at IFA and she was incredible. Like you've never met a more detail oriented person where she taught me that every detail mattered. mattered. I was, I was going to ask you what, what did you get at, out of those experiences working with someone like him and then working with her? Well, working with, so Narciso was amazing just to sort of be around and to witness in that like very, very, very creative way. Michelle was running a business and it was all about, Growing this wholesale business, IFA's multiple lines at that point. It was um, we, for for listeners. Will you tell them what IFA is? Yes, IFA is spelled A E F F E. It's an uh, Italian company um, started by Alberta Ferretti, and the companies are Alberta Ferretti, Polini, Moschino. It was um, Jean Paul Gaultier then, yep. and it was just amazing. It was like this very European fashion house on 56th street. It was great. It was old school. People still smoked there. Oh you know, there was a, why didn't you have a, me over? Back oh my then? God. It was that. the best. It was the, the best lunch room. We would, we would have catered lunch all the time. I mean, it was like, you know, when people still had expense accounts. Yeah. Um, Amazing. and what I loved about M- Michelle's training was so amazing because it was like, it was the presentation of product was so important, how you spoke to it, like what the, the romancing of the customer and, you know, being able to sell the dream. I mean, that was what she, she taught me in, in working in wholesale. And that was such a huge piece for me to understand that side of the business. And then the flip was, you know, she's one of my incredible mentors. And then Marissa Hardington, who owns Marissa Collections in Naples, Florida, 
which has been in business for 40 years and is a really, really well-known, well-respected specialty store in Florida. She was sort of like a fairy godmother to me always. I'd grown up with her in Florida as, as a kid and her son, her son Jay is one of my dear friends. And, um, and she got me my first internship work, working for Oscar de la Renta when I was in college. And that was, again, Oscar had just won designer of the year and being around Mr. de la Renta and that experience, which was just, yeah, he sure. was the king of, you know, American fashion. And it was the closest thing to, you know, American couture in the U S. Um, so that was super special. I hung up on him like three times in a row when I was working as a receptionist at the front desk. They would that. like rotate me on that. They didn't do it again after <laughs> I was, I was there. Say, wait, I'm surprised it took three times Adam for them to re was my boss reassign you there. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was my boss. Um, and that was an incredible experience. So cut to, I become a buyer for Marissa and, um, Marissa was always very design. It was all designer, everything that she bought for the store. And it was at the time, early 2000s, where advanced contemporary or contemporary was really becoming this big business in fashion in the U.S. And um, and I was like, you've got to invest in these brands. These brands are like up and coming smaller designers. This is where things are going. And so I was helping her with that. And that was... And how do you... I mean, I guess this is the secret sauce behind Veronica Beard, but... How, how do you, how did you know instinctively like that that was where things were going when, when you, everyone, I mean, it wasn't just that I knew that, but I knew just as a customer, you know, right, being in okay. my early twenties and, and also, you know, just that it wasn't like, you know, high street, cheap fashion. I mean, this was like really designer clothing that was at a different price point. And, um, and you know, whether you walked into a Barney's or a, um, or a Bergdorf Goodman or any of the department stores, they had enormous floors of contemporary right. fashion, you know? So it was just kind of explaining to her at that point when her business was so, so designer to, to break into that. Um, and so she gave me an opportunity with that and that was so fun. And I loved, I, I just loved researching all these brands. I loved knowing everything about that. I mean, I, I'm a big researcher. So that is, that was very fun for me. Um, and it was the other side. So then I had the wholesale side and I had the buying side, which was to have both of those experiences before yeah. starting our own business was amazing for me. It gave me a lot of confidence. How did you, so when you're researching those young designers, where do you look where do you look to do that or how to, I mean, it was everywhere. It was shopping. It was, I mean, there were so many different ways to consume it then. Then we were really reading Women's Wear Daily. Right, right. Because there was that, all these blogs before, and Vogue yeah. was like, you know, it was so different because fashion was, the shows were all at Bryant Park. It was like Bryant Park was like church where everyone would go to worship. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. you would see all the shows there. It wasn't. Now all the shows are everywhere. And so I think like the fashion community is less cohesive because people are doing whatever they're doing or they're showing or they're not showing. There's not that consistency. And, um, and that's been great for some things and I think not so great for others. Um, but so you're working as a buyer, mm -hmm. you're working with her and then give me, where are we now? You're 24, 25. I'm 24. 
five. I'm married. I get pregnant with Clark. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to, um, I, it was funny because once, once I got married and then I was pregnant, I was like, what am I going to do? Because it was, I was very young when I got pregnant and a lot of my friends were older than me. And luckily they had kids, but all my friends that were my age were like still out partying yeah. at bungalow eight. Like, you know, and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm having a baby. Um, well, at least you had me. I know. Yeah. At least I had you. Baby we were, we old. were, we were a couple of weeks apart. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What's Emmeline's birthday? She's, um, in October. Yeah. And Clark, Clark is too, 13. Yeah. Yeah. She's the 19th. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess, you know, I think Jamie believed in me. Jamie is my husband, who is the greatest person in my life. Um, and I think he truly believed in me a lot more than I believed in myself. And I think he really wanted me to do something because I think he realized that if I didn't, it wasn't that motherhood or marriage wasn't going to be completely fulfilling, but there was just more. There was more yeah. that, that I needed. Um, I remember that period because you were living on, was it 10th street? 10th street yeah. yeah. And, um, Clark was a baby and you were talking about, I mean, but I, but I also kind of remember I had like a hundred different ideas yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're talking about two interior design, yeah. which you are loved a, also an incredible, incredible talent. Um, and you know, for listeners, this, I mean, it's already, so what I was going to tell you earlier when I was talking to you about, um, uh, Nashville and Andrew having a bunch of young women in his office. Yeah. I, I got off piste and, and ADD and didn't finish right. that story, but some of them didn't realize that there are two Veronica's, two Veronica's yeah. and how incredible that actually is having two, is so two sister-in-laws with the same, with the same name, but also with these, you know, both incredibly talented and with these, you know, sort of distinct skill sets. Yeah. Um, so, Let's go back. Mm -hmm. We're at that apartment, which was a terrific apartment, was by the way. So fun. And you're having those conversations with Jamie and with your close friends about yeah. your ideas. Yeah. So many ideas. So I mean, I was, I was all over the place. I was like, God, do I go back to work? Do I go into interiors? I was begging basically anybody to like be partners. What ideas? And Veronica and I had... So just to, to bring that in, Veronica and I are partners. We're married to brothers. Yes. We have the same name. So two Veronicas married the Beard brothers. Yes. And uh, Anson Beard being Veronica Mealy's husband. husband yes. Jamie being yours. Exactly. Um, and what's so crazy is Veronica and I met the same night that I met my husband. We were at Alex and Louis Rose's wedding. Yes. And we were dinner partners. And you were actually purposely seated next to each other as sort of, it was a, a setup. A setup. Sorts. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I just remember sitting there. I've said this so many times, but I met Veronica. Alexis had been at the, the party the night before and I didn't go. And she's like, oh my God, I met this other Veronica. You got to meet her tonight. And now were Anton and Veronica they were married. married. They were married. She was pregnant with Helena. Okay. And so Veronica, I mean, Alexis found me at the wedding that when I got there and she's like, you have to come over here and meet Veronica. And so we meet 
And we were both sort of like, you're the other Veronica. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'd, I'd never met another Veronica. She'd never met another Veronica. And um, the only Veronica that I knew was like who had wiped the sweat off of Christ's brow. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, that's the oh only other Veronica who I was named after. Which, you know. I, Elizabeth, which <laughs> yes. is your mother, definitely named you she after. Definitely we, named we didn't even after. talk about yes. mother and her being Cuban and all <laughs> know, the wonderful her spirituality. So that's stuff. that's where my name came from. But um anyway, so we meet and then cut to I'm introduced to Jamie. We all sit down at the table and Jamie's to my right and Veronica and Anson are across the table. And Jamie is really super flirty and just, you know, working hard. Um, and the whole time I'm like, this guy is adorable. Yeah. Like, this is amazing. But I'm looking at Veronica thinking there's no way that there, this is ever going to go anywhere. Like, how, and I wasn't even trying to be a crazy person, like a, that crazy girl that's like already like fast forwarding to being married yeah, and having yeah, children yeah. with this guy. But it was such a weird thing. Anyway, cut to Jamie and I have been together ever since, since that night. And, um, and Veronica and I had... That was 2002. So that was 22 years ago, January 19th. Yes. And then the, your wedding was in New Orleans, which was wonderful. Yeah. Which I is where your mother's family is from. from. Yeah. And I went to Tulane. So it was very special. Great. And how long is after that? So remind me how long you... I remember so we were, when we met. We were t- dated for two years, engaged for a year. So over that period, Veronica and I became great friends, would sit in the corner. Veronica was... A badass finance. Yes. Yeah. Lady. Okay. I mean, she was kicking butt with the guys and, you know, started um, Co2 with Philippe Lafont and was amazing. And I n- understood nothing about what she did in life. Like, that was not, that was just so not my wheelhouse. Yeah. But we connected so much on a personal level. We're both Veronica's, we're both middle children, we're both cancers, we're both. Um, you know, really intuitive people, big family people, um, and started this friendship and always talking about fashion and product and fashion and product and who was doing things and what was missing in the market and all these things. We'd be like at family events hiding in a corner. And, um, and then Veronica left Cotu after her fourth, she has five kids. Yes. After her fourth. Amazing. I know she is superwoman mom she is the um chris jenner yeah truly is she is like a mom and like a in the best way yeah i mean it really is crazy um she was born to have kids do you do you remember the actual conversation i mean i know you had so many conversations leading up to the conversation but when you two both decided yeah we're gonna do this and because veronica m had four children at the time and you just I'd had Clark. I'd had Rafe too. I mean, uh, sorry, I'd had Halsey, Halsey too. As well. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. You're looking at embarking on this thing. You both have full plates. Yeah. How did, and, and you, at the time it was just one jacket. So it wasn't like we weren't like having 32 stores and, you know, this huge business and 300 employees. It was, it was, we got to get this one jacket made. And it was, you know, basically, I mean, the whole thing about the Dickie jacket is that it was, it really existed in menswear. It didn't exist for women. It's this, a blazer is a blazer is a blazer. It's the greatest 
thing as as a woman that you put on and you're like dressed. It is armor. We always say it's the superwoman cape. Um, but that that was your concept because before then, I mean, I really lost out with you having this huge successful career because if you recall, you would help me get my clothes for the season. <laughs> you're like, you just need a you uniform. Need yeah. Like, why are you right. like, just tell me what I need to buy, like the four things right. I need to buy. I would have um, loved to have been a stylist. I mean, you, you, listen, <laughs> I would have loved this that. could be like, you know, the, a side hustle. <laughs> all, all your different side hustles, 100%. But, um, but that concept is your, your and Veronica's yeah. concept. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the guinea pig here, and I'm sure you, just the idea of, oh, that makes such great sense because yeah. so many people want to be able to look good, feel good, and not have too much. Right. You know our line, look good, feel good, do well, you good. You know, I, huh? that is in the bio, but yeah. I didn't, I but actually it just swear to God, right when tongue. you just looked at me, I'm like, oh, I didn't, yeah, it rolled yeah. off my tongue. Um, Selling the dream here for us. But, but that's, that's real. I mean, yeah. that's real. And, and you can see how people responded. So, okay, you remember that you've got the, the, the blazer, right? Yeah. So then, we, so we launched the, so it was, I mean, actually the, the best part of starting this business was the early days when we knew nothing. And it was, you know, I had some connections that could help us, you know, find a production person. I knew wholesale accounts. I knew a lot of buyers. So I could get people to come see us. We knew Allison Aston. So Allison started helping us with PR. Right. Um, We, I had my apartment, which had less kids than Veronica's. So we decided to make my apartment, our showroom, and sell the collection out of there. And so we, we really ran the business for two years out of my apartment, apartment. but really out of Veronica's car, my apartment, our factory, which was Kevin who made all of our jackets in the beginning and still does, um, on 38th street. And basically we did not know what we did not know, but we were convinced of making this jacket. And then once we sold it. Once it hit the floors, it sold out. We were like, oh my God, we got to make more jackets. So, but, so you both are sitting there. We're, we're going to embark on this thing. We're going to start with, we're going to start with the jacket. That, yeah. that was a conscious decision. Well, it was just the jacket. Just the jacket, yeah. right? But then you had the Dickie concept. Well, the, no, no, no. It was the, the Dickie the, jacket. The Dickie jacket, right? Yeah. And then you were coming up with all the different. Yeah. So it was, it, so it was you could, the fact that you could have one jacket and a lot of different personalities with that yeah. jacket. And so we had the, the, the hoodie, you know, we have the upstate, which is like a, um, a, you know, fisherman sweater. We had I still leather, have that by the leather. way. By the way, my first one, I still wear know, all the time with the old label in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there were so many ways to wear it. And I think it was, you know, it was being able to change up the style of it. The versatility was so important. It was so classic, but novel and, um, and people loved it. And so basically we, we launched this collection with eight accounts and then they were like, we need more. What's the next thing? So then we started a little capsule collection, um, the next spring and that was teeny. And it was like the blouse, the skirt, the dress, you know, and there was like some convertible aspects to the, you had all of those things, yeah. like the dress with the zip-off sleeves yeah, and still, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, you know, I don't shop that often. So I know, actually, I know. I'm, I'm like, wearing I, this is probably like, like a BB. Uh, no, that's like from, two years old. Oh, two years yeah, old. Okay, good. good. That's that's good for me. Um, that's good. Uh, 
anyway, and so, so then we were sort of off to the races and it was like, oh my God, we need to get a little office space because we can't be doing this out of my apartment. And so we started very, very, very slowly. And I think the first three years were insane. I mean, like it was like cobbling together how we're going to make payroll with like our few employees. I mean, there was some times where we thought that we were going to have to shut down, you know, just because it wasn't, we didn't set out to do exactly this. Right. And then year three, we really started actually growing the business. Um, We took on a group of minority investors who were incredible. Um, And they were like titans in the industry. We knew that they would be able to help us really catapult the business. And we hired Steph, who was one of my oldest, dearest friends from the IFA days. And Steph is a genius. And she's just sort of yin and yang with my brain also with Veronica's, but she is that third leg of the triangle for us. And, um, and it's been incredible. The last 10 years have been just this amazing ride of growing this business. And I think really the thing about our business is that we have great product, but we also really, really understand our customer. Yeah. And we always say we are our customer and we know what she wants. We're always in her head. We're always like every collection is designed around what you're doing, you know, where you're going in the fall, the pieces that you need, the, you know, the events that you're going to, like how your life, what is, what are the trends that are infused in the collection? But our collection is like cool classic, you know, so it doesn't, it doesn't change that much, but it's got to change enough that you're going to want to buy the new sweater, you know? Um, but the good news is for people like me, I'm still wearing my original, yeah. my original blazer, my original. It is so classic, right? Even it though you, you want to get yeah. the next thing each yeah. season. But going back um, on the skill set piece and how you all, because starting a business is super hard, yeah. right? Yeah. And th- I've, I should know what the, the statistic is about how many new startups fail, but yeah. it's incredible. I mean, it's such an incredible journey you've been yeah. on. It's such a hugely, wildly successful company. Did you and Verona have clear lines in the beginning of she was going to be handling kind of the financial piece? Because that was her, even though she obviously has yes. loves fashion and has her own style and all we, of that stuff. We kind of did. It was sort of, it was sort of, um, without, we didn't, we didn't have a business plan and we didn't have set responsibilities. I think it was kind of understood. I did not know how to balance checkbook or speak to a lawyer or do any of the things that needed, you know, to operate. Yeah. And she did. I had like a very, very clear gut about the industry and, um, new people. And we had a boat, we, we both had, you know, a huge love of product that has always been the sort of North star of this. I mean, I really am involved, um, you know, in the marketing, the branding of our business. Um, Veronica is very involved in the design piece and, you know, the fittings and we're both in all the design meetings. It's funny how like 13 years later, 
the things that I would have been known for, you know, in the business, I think sometimes are now on the other side. Right. And for her, the same thing. So it's been amazing. We definitely have very distinct, like I work on all the stores. I design all the stores. Those are my babies with the, with the retail team. And that's been for me such a great pleasure because I get to like scratch that itch with yep. interiors that I love so much. So, um, and you know, Veronica's been very like hands off on that because she, that's not her thing. And she, yes, of course she loves interiors, but that is where, you know, I sort of run with that. Um, well, I, I remember when you, those early days and, but you were, you were selling out and it, things were going so well. And I remember saying to you, like, when are you going to open a store? Like, oh when God, is the store? Break. And Ver- Veronica M was like, we have to be, she was so oh, no. disciplined about. She was so annoying. She was like. When that was going to happen. She was like, we can't do it. We can't do it. I was like, why not? Thank God we didn't. Oh my God. Thank God we didn't. But I, having I that great balance of and it was. experience and perspective. and Yes. And I am, I'm so bullish about the things that I like really believe. And I think, and Veronica is too, but Veronica, I think, you know, had more experience in, in seeing business. And I think that she, she always says, um, you know, one thing that she learned from Philippe was don't build the stadium before the fans. Right. And that was, wow, that's a great, and it was, and it was a great, it was a great thing because I would have gone, you know, bulldozing ahead and open a store and we would have gone out of business. <laughs> well, I was like, when's the store? Yeah. I'm, I'm so with you on that, no. you know, because but I, it, it is, you know, it's, I mean, like having that restraint is so important, you know, and, and I think, you know, we've really, really built this business so carefully. Um, and I definitely give that, that credit to Veronica and Steph for, sort of gating that because I think I would have like pushed it faster. Well, it's probably good. I'm sure yeah. that you're pushing, it's good right? Friction. It's, it's, yeah. it's the yin and, it's yeah. the, yin and the yang. Yeah. Tell me, so you talked about, you know, you loving to do research, right? Even back in the day, pre-social media yeah. where you're reading, yeah. you know, Women's Wear yeah. and Vogue Every and all that. Every single magazine. And then you and Veronica sharing that passion, talking about it all the time. And you having the insight to say kind of like, I, I can see where things are going and having, you know, so like you, you know, your customer cause you are your customer, right. but how do you get, where do you get inspiration for your designs? What is that process? I'm sh- now you probably have, I don't even know how many people, you know, Designing. working on that piece and do they come to you or do you go to them? Give us an inside I like mean, behind the music. You're, yeah. We're at the office you're coming in, you're designing, like, what are you, now it's January. It could be the smallest thing that I see. Like even, um, it's so funny. Um, oh my God. Now, of course I'm going to forget cause I'm having another what? like this senior is, moment. Is, um, you're, you're, you know, the outfield. What's the song? Oh, um, um, Josie's on a vacation. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I can sing the whole yeah. thing. Okay. So that song, when we, this is such a, like, it's, I, oh, or, uh, and I'm going to lose yes. tonight. Yeah. I, I don't want to, um, I don't want to lose. Oh, our, your love yes. or our love yes. tonight. Yeah. 
Oh, so the song. Okay, wait. So, so no, I'm saying like it's little things. Like it could By the be way, a song. listeners, did you like that? I mean, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that was like so good. Was I so mean, good. your pitch was so good. Well, I was I like, mean, don't make me sick. <laughs> No, I, no, I won't. But I mean, so, the fact that we that just even took place. Poor Jess um, in the booth. Oh I know. God, I'm sorry. Um, okay, so I'm, this I'm, spring, this is, or I'm googling. Um, I, you know what I need to get? Like a Shazam. Like a Robin, not a Robin Gibbons, but like a, oh, yes. a person that can look up things right. for yes. me. Joe Rogan has one of those yeah. people. We're, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. But we gotta. Um, all right, so I'm I'm looking at the outfield. Okay, so um, the season that I'm a huge believer in flow. I'm a huge like believer in manifesting things. I'm a huge believer in well, I have a huge faith. Um, but I really believe in these like these moments, like these propelling moments, right? That happen in life and. Um, whether it was like when we really started, there was one, there was one time where, um, we were going to have before our investors, we were going to have this investor who shall remain unnamed, but, um, we really thought this was going to happen. And I thought I brought this person in and I thought this was going to be it. This was going to make us like, we were going to be legit, all the things. And, at the last minute, they pulled out. And I had one of those Matthew McConaughey moments, you know, with Greenlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. I was in the car on the phone and thinking, oh, my God, it's coming in right now. He's calling me to say we're doing this. And he said no. Yeah. And it was, I was at a red light and the light turned green. And it was, you can either fall down and this can be over or you can use this. And I love, I was just, we were doing another podcast and I said the same thing. I was like, it was, it was like Taylor Swift fuel. Yeah. You know, it was, it was it's like her, your, your Scooter Braun yeah. moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A- Andrew actually, my husband has yeah. a list of people who have, in people that have done the exact same thing, like think they're going to invest in his company. And yeah. then it, they decide at the last minute and he's like, I have a list. It's the fuel. I have a list yeah. and it's the fuel. And, and I, fuel. and I refer back to it and it's a good, it's a, it is. I think anytime that I feel down or, um, I'm like second guessing myself. I have, I think, I think back, I like put myself physically back in that moment. And it is, you know, like the Eminem song. I mean, you just like, you only get yeah. one shot. That's, that song is called Lose It by Lose Eminem, it. Yeah. which I, I could take you to. Now. I did just check. It, it is Your Love by yeah. the Outfield. Your Love, yes. I don't want to lose Thank your you. love yes. tonight. Yes. Which we can do. So, we can do well, online, so Lose I, Your Love, just to go back to that, the inspiration comes from like, it could be a seeing a woman wearing something. It could be a song that I hear, it could be being in a store and I don't know, or, you know, seeing a bunch of palm trees on the beach, just totally. Do you hear the song? 2012 yeah. or 13, 2013, um, is when we're showing our spring collection. We've taken on these investors. Stuff has started. Um, we decide to pivot the brand from opening designer price point to contemporary. Okay. And what's, what's song, the difference there? Opening. So open. So at the, at that point, our business is all wholesale. Okay. So you're, you, what, where you are positioned is dictated by the real estate in the department store. So oh, right. designer okay. is on the second floor. 
contemporaries on the seventh floor. I'm talking Bergdorf Goodman, yep. but like that's how that's how it's all delineated, right? So we knew that there was 10x the foot traffic on the contemporary floor that there was on in the opening designer area that we were in. Just it's more expensive, less people. Yep. Yep. So we decided to cut our price by 30%, but leave everything the same with the the bet that the volume would increase so much that we would make up the difference, which yep. we did. Um, anyway, that song was, it was this moment where I just had Rafe. We had these investors. All of a sudden, like the business started to like unlock. Um, we were doing the Vogue Fashion Fund and being videotaped, which was my nightmare from hell. Um, and this song was just like, I don't know. It was, it was this like crazy motivator. Music is like super motivating to me. Um, and I love, like, I, I have that, like, you know, the, the soundtrack of my life, Yeah, yeah. right? We all have that, but I have like super much, like super soundtrack of VB through music. Do you have a, a playlist? Yeah. There, I, 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 there I was a speaker. Okay. There was this speaker that I went to the years, like a long time ago. Yeah. And, um, his whole thing was like having your like pump songs, yeah. which, oh my God. which could be like, it could be Eye of the Tiger. Eye of the Tiger. It could oh, be, for sure. like, okay. okay. Like, you know, whatever. Lose whatever. Okay. Lose yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you know, yeah, Mariah Carey's make yeah. it happen. Yeah, it could be the outfield, whatever it is. So you should, we you should, should consider you know what, this. Maybe so I should share, we should so, share some. Veronica, when we started the business, um, so, you know, when you're, I mean, this is TMI, but when you're with women, you get on the same schedule, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Veronica and I were together so much that like, I, we knew every single thing about each other. And then all of a sudden we're at dinner one night and she's not drinking. And I was like, are you pregnant? Yeah. And she was like, I didn't want to tell you. I'm like, we just started this business like three months ago. I mean, and, um, and anyway, cut to she's pregnant. She's the driver. She's driving the car around. I'm like running out to pick up fabric, bolts of fabric. I'm like up ladders trying to get fabric out of mood, like dumping boxes at Saks Fifth Avenue. We don't even know how to deliver them. We just like left them on the doorstep, basically. I mean, it was such those years were so funny. I wish somebody had been following us around because it was like, you know, Lucy and Ethel. I mean, it was, we didn't know, it was hilarious. Um, but yet, I mean, you, good list, good lesson for the listeners, right? You just kept, kept chopping just kept wood. Going. Just, kept, just going. kept going. Yeah. Yes, it was. So let, let's go back. So you're at the, the phone call comes <laughs> and you're at the, the light, the light. Yeah. The outfield wasn't playing at no, the light. No, 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 that was just a no, separate, just separate like a inspiration thing. Song, I think, came but out then, and that. actually I do say this to myself and to others when there's a disappointment Mm -hmm. that you can't see what's coming totally next, but something else is coming. And there's a reason why my mom says when God closes the door, he opens the window. Right. I mean, Elizabeth, it's so good. And all your other spiritual, your sister is the cut. You've got some, a lot of mystics, a lot of, a lot of good witches there. But I think that's true. And of course you couldn't see what was coming no. Down the pike with yeah. your other investors who not yeah. only have, you know, weren't bringing just resources to the table, but were actually bringing tremendous expertise to the table. Well, right? so the guy that said no, 
was to me the connector to two of our investors that I really wanted. Okay. And so when he said no, I was like, oh my God, how's this going to happen? So I took another route with another person and ended up getting the two investors that we wanted. But it was very clear and very prescriptive who those people needed to be for us. And I think that that's really important in business to like really understand what you need and want and to go after that. Because like you can't, you can't waste time. Like it's got to, if there's, if there's like a, we didn't have a business plan, but I had a, a plan, you know, we, we had a plan about what we needed to get there. But you also, I mean, this is just my, my observation or impression that you know, people are investing in people, mm-hmm. right? I mean, no obviously sure. having yeah. a business plan, you know, or your ideas yeah. and walking them through your yeah. vision, but they were looking at the two of you, you were sharing, you know, you were the motto, yeah. right? And your vision and they, they were responding to it. Yeah. Like we're, we're I mean, Andrew Rosen, I was, so by the time when we, when we started, um, courting these investors, cause that's what it felt like. I felt like I was like on a, Oh yeah. I was like, it's like match, match.com yeah. or speed dating. So when, I mean, I've never tried to impress a person more in my life than going through this experience. And, um, and Andrew Rosen, who's since become like a great mentor of mine, I adore him, like call him for a lot of different, different things. For throughout. listeners, who's Andrew Rosen? Andrew Rosen's one of our investors, okay. but he's considered the godfather of contemporary fashion okay. in the United States. I mean, he's been, he founded um, Theory, he's, in, you know, invested in Rag and Bone, Frame, Reformation, you name it, Skims. Right. I mean, every brand that is done well. Andrew has had some hand in most of them. Alice and Olivia. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. And he, um, and so he was very, I was pregnant with Rafe. I'm like, Oh, great. This guy thinks they think that this is just like a vanity project. Here I am. She just had a baby. I have another one. I'm pregnant now. I'm like trying to wear big shirts and hide the fact that I'm pregnant because I was like, this is going to be, this is going to be a no, you know? And, um, and so we got, this is another phone call where he called and And this is three years. This was three years in three years in. Okay. And I could tell that he was like, not convinced. And, I was like, okay, I have got to get this over the line. I got to say the right thing. And, and Andrew's like, beyond being this amazing, like fashion, you know, genius, he has a lot of other interests. He's like a big horse guy, lots of horse racing, um, owns a lot of race horses. And, um, and so I was like, okay, I need to speak to him in horse speak. I was like, look, we are, Coming out of the gate. We are a really incredible Philly. Like there is such opportunity here. And I was like, if we have the right trainer and the right owner, we are going to win this thing like you've never. And I think he was like, who the hell is this person? That, by the way, that's now you did your research. You're a researcher. I'm a researcher. I mean, so I know what color underwear you're wearing. Yeah. Like I, I mean, it's like. Well, you know me, I'm I'm wearing white cotton because I I don't deviate. Um, But. 
and a but, bra that's but I'm like years old. it's important to know what's going on yeah you know so I I had read every single article about Andrew that I think really helped yeah <laughs> And then was, was that the last conversation that was, and then we had dinner. Okay. And then what does he say to you? So how long is that after the, the green light, red light incident? Oh, that was probably a year later. Okay. So then you're sitting at dinner, you've done the, you've done your horse pitch. Yes. Like we got coming around, you've got the best job. We've got the guys, we're doing it. They're becoming, you know, investors and we're going to do this. And then it was really just like professionalizing everything and, and going after, I mean, nothing ever changed. It was this white space that we were going after and this customer and we just got better at doing it, you know, and it's still the same. Our marketing materials are still the same. The customer is still the same. There's just, we can get to more of them, you know, and it's, it's amazing. I mean, it's, it's amazing to be doing something where you're like, we've done it so honestly and authentically that like, if I look at the first season's brief, like PR brief, yeah, it's yeah. the same as today, you know? Um, so that's something I'm super Well, if it ain't of. broke, I yeah. mean, right? I, you know, yeah. obviously yeah. your motto stayed the same. Yeah. The, and, the- and our, and you know, the whole thing about Veronica Beard is we're creating a lifestyle brand. It is about, it's not like, trend and fashion with a capital F. It is outfitting amazing women. I mean, we talk about the doers, the makers, the movers and shakers. Those are our muses, you know, these women. And you can be stay-at-home mom who's like on, you know, PA and you could be an artist at home or you could be a doctor or saving the world or whatever it is. It doesn't matter. There's so many shades of all of that. And every woman is like this incredible multi-hyphenate, you know? Um, And I think just really we're, we're providing the clothes for her to like go big in, you know, and that's like, if you like want to go big and look great on a date or you want to like, you know, throw your things on that you feel good on to go to the grocery store, whatever it is. But we're, we're designing the clothes you put on your back to go do you. Oh, I mean, well, I'm, I'm doing me now (laughs) with my VB sweater on right now. What is the, so Back to the creative process, though, because I, I do think that's really interesting, that collaboration. So you you come in the office, you're going in the office, right? You're getting yeah. ready for the next season. You've got the outfield or whatever your inspiration yeah. is. You saw something at a store. Um, you like my shoes, for yeah. example, yeah. that I was wearing, that I'm wearing yeah, today. Shoes, which is, shoes they're like, like slippers for everyone yeah, who's listening. They're, they're slippers. They're slippers, essentially. But, um, Those so you could be the, the launch of, you know, fall 25. I'm happy to, I told you I'd give them to you, but they smell like a garbage can. I got to get you a new, a new <laughs> pair because I wear yeah. them every day. Yeah. But, um, but I, but you go to the office and you, you have a team there. How does it work? They're, they're like, you share with them, you and Veronica share with them something you've seen or something that you're, that you want. Now we're designing develop. nine months out. Okay. So it's like, so but, I sit with my, so we sit with the team Yeah, and we, go through, um, we have like a big ideation meeting talking about the next collection, what we're coming off of from the collection before, um, the zeitgeist in, in fashion culture in the world, what's happening. And, um, you know, just like, for instance, fashion has gone through this big, like quiet luxury moment, this eighties and nineties, sort of all the, this silhouette reference, um, 
And I think that that's been incredible, but it's sort of also run its course. And, you know, fashion always lines up with what's going on in the sort of the bigger picture. It's always right. like a reflection of like, you think back on the, the roaring twenties and flapper dresses that was like, you know, after the depression and everybody yeah. needed to sort of like go off the rails and, you know, do this whole thing. So that's um, really interesting because you, you know, obviously art history, which you studied in college yeah. is a reflection kind of what's happening in art, you know, painting sculpture is right. a reflection of the times too. 100%. And you, of course, fashion yeah. would, yeah. would follow. So it's, if you look at just in the last five years, what, um, what fashion has done it was like COVID, right? We had this like clamp down where everybody like just stopped for, and it was like a, probably like a six month period. It was like spending stopped, right? We weren't going anywhere. There was like, but you know what you started doing responding to that new, new normal is I remember there were all these kind of loungy stuff you yes. had going on. Well, because we tried because everybody was selling sweatpants. Yes. We didn't sell sweatpants. Our woman's like not lounging around a lot. Like she's yeah. like, you know, grabbing the bull by the horns. So there wasn't, we didn't make sweatpants. Like nobody wanted to buy sweatpants. But didn't us. you have, I think I, I did. No, I mean, I, be, no, but, but so the, quickly we made them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We, we quickly made them yeah. because we needed to sell sweatpants. That was the only thing that was selling. Yeah. Um, and they actually didn't even sell that well. The, our customers still didn't really want them from us. But, but what was interesting was then all of a sudden, you know, there was a break and like, you know, people started, all of a sudden people started gathering again and, you know, and then it was this crazy blitz of spending right after, ah, yes. you know, like COVID. So, so it was like a lot of spending, print, excess, like all this stuff. And then we went into this like quiet luxury moment because it was like everything had to like shut down again. Right? I see. Because it's it's cyclical is kind of what totally you're... Totally yeah. cyclical. So anyway, so we've been in that. Um, and I think that we're going to probably come out of that again um, pretty soon because I think people get pretty tired of, you know, they want the next thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, the team is really really creative. They'll latch on to like, how many people are on the team? Uh, and, and when you're having these meetings, who's like, how many people are at the table? Are you at a boardroom table? Like, what or, no, we're like? in a big design studio. So okay. there could be 20 people in the room. Okay. And do they have like, I cut a piece of fabric from this fabric. I really like this print. Yeah. It could be everyone like, like they, they, we all work together on the mood board. We all work together on the print, you know, um, the prints that we're picking, the color story, all the fabrics, the whole thing. And then there's, you know, there's the Wovens team, there's the knitwear team, there's the softs team, um, print team, like all the things. So it, it, there's a lot of people there. Um, and our team. Now, incredible. are they all pitching? Like they think that they're like, is woven team. Like we really think that this should be a woven season or the, or does everyone kind of get no, equal everybody's because you want to have balanced. Yeah. We want to have, you know, Collection. 30% jackets, tailoring, okay. you know, 30% dresses, you know, 30% tops or, you know, whatever, softs, 30% softs, 30% tailoring, and then 30% jeans. Now, do you know going into the season, we need to create like 10 sweaters yes. or, oh, okay, yeah, it's you, like you know exactly. By the unit. Okay. Yeah. I know. It's like serious now. So good. And was that something, that's something obviously like. You had that background. Steph had that background. Steph is, Steph is um, totally responsible. But 
Andrew Rosen and that team, that was probably, as you're expanding, right, was another well, he probably was guide a in that. Right. Yeah. So he would come and look at the collection and give feedback and, um, you know, but he was, he was so amazing for all of his connections, like get in touch with this factory or get in touch with these, you know, um, mills for production, right. whatever, you know, all of the things. I mean, there were so many, you know, when we were opening stores, he had had a million stores. Yeah. So it was all that. But, you know, we, our other investors were equally as amazing um, and, and helpful throughout. I mean, Lou Frankfurt is one of our investors who was the CEO of Coach for 30 years. Oh, right. You know? okay. So he's been incredible. Um, and John Howard in private equity, he's invested in um, a ton of brands alongside um, Andrew Rosen and then Kajak Kalejian, who founded Intermix. And that was oh, wow. the person okay. that was the person that he was my friend because we would we knew each other from buying. Buying, yeah. And so he was how we came together. And then he introduced us to Andrew and John. Okay. And then Lou came in after. Tell me though, so on the storefront, yeah. right? You now have 350 employees. Yeah. You probably, I mean, when you go to like your office Christmas party, you're like, it's nice to meet you, Cindy. I mean, yes. yeah, you probably, yeah. And then, which is, but it, how exciting, right? To have all these people working. It is. And it's then, so exciting, but it's also sad. Like, I wish, I wish I really did know everyone. And I hate like sometimes getting on the elevator and we don't have the entire building that we're, where our headquarters are. Um, we have most of the building, but I don't know sometimes if I'm on the elevator with somebody who has just started at VB or is on one of the yeah, other yeah. floors until we open the door. There, and they get, you get yeah. off on the same floor. Yeah. Well, they should introduce them. You should be like, listen, I'm, I'm in my forties. <laughs> like I need, you know, I, this is like, I'm taking supplements. I mean, we, <laughs> we need kill Q- 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 Q10. Like yeah. I, this is not, you know, we, we need some help here. Yeah. Like give me a, throw, throw a lady yeah. bone. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but you've got 21 stores. Right? No, 32. 32 stores. Yeah. And see, I'm not as good of a researcher as you are. Um, 32. And then new stores like outside of the U.S., Right. We have, we, have, we have London and Toronto, and then we have three shop and shops in South Korea and Seoul. Okay. And how do you, I'm obviously there's data and you guys did all this oh, yeah. research about what places, like you knew that there was a following in Korea or that yeah. people were, did you see people were buying a lot from you from Korea online yes, well, and then Korea you decided. was like the, for us felt like the least intimidating Asian market to start in. Okay. And that was actually another Andrew Rosen insight from them. Yeah. Yeah. Who was, we knew from his theory business that that was where we could sort of start. Okay. And obviously you get to go to all, you go to the store openings and all these different places and you meet, you know, the people that are there that are working and doing all of that. Well, and the customer. Yeah. And that's actually like, you know, I think what Veronica and I spend the most time on other than design really is, is meeting the customer and growing this community and really getting the feedback of, you know, about our product, about the lifestyle, about just whatever. And we're not even talking about fashion. Most of the time we'll talk about kids or what you're doing or what you read. I was at a lunch yesterday and, um, and it was a, you know, 
a business lunch and we didn't talk about business until the last five minutes. Right. It was all about like, have you read the book Never Enough? No, I haven't read it yet, but I know. But yeah. you know about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So it's all about like the toxic achievement culture yeah. that we yeah. created for our children. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I left there and like immediately ordered that book. Yeah. Um, and I think just like learning from women has been such, has been the most amazing part of this business. It's like supporting women, learning from women, you know. But that's something that you and Veronica have consciously cultivated. I mean, at least in my observation, like you'll, you will host oh, yeah. dinners or lunches and get women together. You want to hear about stores, their store, yeah. sto- stories. You want to understand. And I guess that's part of getting back to you being, you know, so conscientious as a researcher and knowing yeah. Knowing when you said you have her in your head, you're getting to meet a lot of hers, right? You're yes. trying to understand people's lifestyles, their perspectives, what they, yeah. what they're looking for. Um, that's, um, pretty inspirational stuff, but that's coming from you both. I mean, yeah. that's sort of how you no, decided to kind of cultivate your brand. And besides, um, you know, look good, feel good. There's also the do good component. So tell, assuming, you know, a lot of the listeners who, who, follow you, um, know how, what a tremendous job you both have done with having a, like being connected to different philanthropic causes. Yeah. But tell me when, when did Veronica Beard give, gives back become part of your sort of part of your business, like part of your whole ethos. I mean, I, so Allison, Allison, yeah, it's really her baby. We started doing it, but it wasn't like programmatic and it wasn't, you know, a thing. And then Basically, we named it and it, you know, Al, Al really, really runs it. And it is, I think Veronica and I get the credit for it, but Al, Allison should. I mean, she's, it is her baby. But the whole, the whole point is, you know, to whom much is given, much is right. expected. And, and I think, you know, for us, it's like, we can afford to give back. We want to give back. And, um, and it's so important. I mean, it's actually the best part. Like when we, at the end of the year, figure out how much money we've given away, it's like, it's amazing. I mean, that's like, to be able to do that is, is it's, it's really incredible. And, um, how does it, so does, so for listeners, Allison Aston is, I don't know what Allison's title is now. I mean, Al is Jack of all trades. Besides being (laughs) like, so Allison started as, as, um, you know, she was in charge of PR, but yeah. Al's, I mean, Allison's in charge of community. She's had a, you know, heads up all branded events, all events. She's very involved in, in retail. She's runs Veronica Beard gives back. I mean, she's got, she's, you know, Al's OG at VB. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, no, I know, I know well, she's what, um, but was she, how does she, or is there a team? Um, that Allison oversees that decides which causes, what, what are your well, we criteria? All, all decide together. So okay. it's, it's um, women, women led organizations okay. that we want to, you know, support and shine a light on and things that it's usually always women or children right? and women's health, you know? Um, and it's things that, you know, are really important to, to, you know, our, our community, um, 
right now we're working with Help Us Adopt this quarter. So it's a quarterly program. I was going to ask, how often do you, do you change? Quarterly. That? Okay. Quarterly. And so Help Us Adopt is um, our, our partner this quarter. And they are, Becky Fawcett is the founder. And she um, is one of Veronica's very dear old friends. And she has adopted two of her children. And it's a nonprofit that she started to help families in the um, adoption process. It's very, very expensive and very hard to adopt children. Yep. Yep. Um, so she's been incredible in this space. And so we're, you know, raising awareness and funds for her. And so you'll, you advertise on your website, right. For what, for what your quarterly cause yep. is. And then remind me in the stores also, will there be yeah. something? So we have, they... so we do, we do events. Um, so we do events quarterly with our, with our, um, quarterly partner. So, um, in this case, help us adopt, but also, um, locally, we have a huge, how we've, how we've built our, our, you know, our customer base and our goodwill with our customer is these events right. where having you know, store events to support yeah. a local at the local yeah, store that give, has a connection to give a venue to, yeah. to give, to give awareness and to give money back to, to these organizations. So that is a huge part of our business at Al and Lila and her, their team like run all of that. And that is, I mean, just the amount of events that our company generates a year is crazy. Well, tell me, okay. So typical day now, um, I don't think you mind me sharing that you live in Long Island, yep. right? Um, Veronica and Anson and their family stays in New York. Yep. 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 Um, you commute in a very unique way. I don't know if you want to share that, but I um, ride the rails. I thought you were taking the boat. Well, no, I have but that sometimes. Okay. But, I mean, my daily commute. My is, daily commute is to I take Rafe to school. Yes. Drop him off at school. Rafe is your youngest son. You have three boys, right? Yes. And um, so I used to take them all to school, but now the two older ones go to school nearby. And so... And Clark can probably drive. Or does Jamie take them? Clark can drive. I know. Um, And so I drop Rafe off and then I commute by train into the city, into Penn Station, and then either take a cab or walk from Penn to the office. Okay. And then I mean, typical like day, like, much, like, am I going <laughs> to, what's, um, do you do like a working girl with sneakers? What do you, no. or is that why you're eyeing my, my slipper shoes? Because no, you I can actually, wear these. I wish, I, I wish I was better at that. I'm like really a high heel person. Yeah. Well, I know you're wearing yeah. them right now. You've got gorgeous high heel so boots on. So I end up, I end up taking cabs a lot. Um, listen, no, no shame in that. Yeah. You're talking to a, you know, I'm also usually running fan. late, so I don't have the time. The luxury of like walking is... I love to walk. So, but then you, you get in the office, is and Veronica then it's in the office and you... literally go time. Okay. I leave. It's, I don't sit, Veronica and I share an office. Our desks are side by side and, um, we're never in there. We are in a meeting after meeting after meeting. Okay. The With everything, day. design, yes. events, marketing, We went whatever. to a lunch yesterday, as I said, but I hadn't been out of the office to a lunch in a hundred years. Like we... It is like we go well, I know, into the it's cave. It's impossible and that's it. to. I mean, it's very hard yeah. to pin you down. No, it, it, I mean, literally, well, we're just in meeting after meeting after meeting. So, so there's exciting. not like there's not like a. And then yeah. uh, 
what time what time do you what's your what's your train what do you oh, take the 420 the 550 uh, no 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 i take? take the usually the 507 okay and then i'm home by like 6 30 great yeah but the boys are there all right yeah. let's talk a little bit about your wonderful family so you oh. jamie who's and and i will say and i don't think you'll be upset with me sharing this but you know you and veronica have two incredibly supportive husbands who help get, you know, make sure the trains are in on time yeah. with, with everybody. Cause yeah. there's a lot of people yeah. to manage. Well, and they have their own businesses. I mean, Jamie yeah, has I a, know. Yeah. You know, a big real estate business that he operates out of Florida. So yeah, you guys have a lot, but you're real partners, like partners. Oh, like, I mean, truly I would not, if I was, I don't think if I was married to any other man, I'd be able to do this because he is so supportive. Like never, it's never like, Oh my God, you have to go on this trip. Or, I mean, he's got to travel a lot too for, for, for his business, but, um, it is just support all the time. And I think that that's, I think respect and support is so important to have that in a marriage, you yeah. know? Oh, hundred percent. Like, I mean, that's like the most important. I but mean, he's love, also obviously. so, I mean, he, he's so proud of you oh, and, and you're so proud blessed. of him and you have just such a wonderful. No, I feel mutual. so, so blessed. I mean, truly I look, I'm like, it's unbelievable, to me, unbelievable to me what a good person I'm married to. Well, listen, I'm a, for listeners, I'm a retired matrimonial lawyer and it's my, you know, my old saying that elephants don't marry giraffes. So, I mean, he, you know, you both that's are right. pretty spectacular. All right. So, um, but as the mom of three young boys or, yeah. you know, tweens and teens, yeah. how do you, I mean, how do you balance, you just balance it obviously because you're both partners, you've got a schedule, you have like your, your I phone, don't, yeah, I mean, got, everyone's, it's so funny. It's the most over asked question that we get. How do you, how do you tell us about the balance? I'm like, there's no balance. We right. have the days that I feel like a rock star at work, I feel like a failure at home and yeah. vice versa. And, um, I am constantly running. It's just running like every minute of the day is accounted for. And, um, you know, and I think that it's that whole thing of like a body in motion stays in motion. Yeah. I, I think that if I did stop, I probably would never be able to get up again, but, um, but weekends though, you, you all prioritize your, Oh yeah. Yeah. No, no. I am a very, I'm a huge compartmentalist. Yeah. So like, I go home and I'm like, Steph and I actually talk on the phone a lot at night because we're both so busy during the day. I'm with Veronica so much that Veronica and I can talk all the time. Just for listeners, tell, tell them what Steph's actual... Is she, she's president. She's president. I know she's president. So Veronica and I are co-CEOs okay. and Steph is president. Okay. Um, and so Steph and I will talk all the time at home at night. But that's like you know, a half an hour conversation over a glass of wine. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, and then the weekends, yeah, are, you know, hockey games and kids and dinner. But I, I think that, that life, um, you know, Natalie Massenet, who's, who founded Net-A-Porte. Yeah. Um, when we were starting Veronica Beard, I read this article about her and she said, you can't do it all. Like you can't have a marriage, a business and, um, a social life that is all booming at the same time. Like you can have your marriage and your business, or you can have your business and your social life. But right. like 
one ball is going to be falling as the, as right. the other is arising, you know? And, um, and I think that's, that, which really is true, true juggling. It's true. true. Yeah. But that being said, I mean, I, I think that's probably true for every, for everybody, yeah. right? That there's always something that's, that's yeah. not, you know, that, Working. that ball's yeah. lower than the other yeah. two balls and the, and the three ball yeah. juggle. But I think you do a pretty damn good job of Thank it. Thank you. I mean, um, I try. You know, I don't know of anyone who does it better. I also, you know, I think just like in raising your kids, even this book that I just mentioned, um, Never Enough, it is, you know, I think for, for my boys, it's very important that they understand that this has like been about huge amount of work, right? Like we've worked very hard to do this and I've had to compromise a lot of things and time with them and, and that they're, they're incredibly supportive and they get, they get it. And I'm so proud that they do, but I also want them to know that like, this isn't the expectation. Like what we've done is, is pretty rare, you know, and it's hard. It's very hard to build a business. It's very hard to have success in, in your business, even if you build it, you know, and, Um, and I think for that, I truly believe like if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. I mean, I still like skip my like heart skips a beat when the elevator opens on seven and I walk out, I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe that I get to do this. Like, isn't that so great though? I truly love it. Um, and what I want for them, whatever that is, is them to have that same feeling in the elevator door. That is like. The greatest. But by the way, you know, because I mean, my nightstand looks like a self-help. I mean, it's like I've read never enough. I haven't read yet, but I will. And, you know, the best thing for kids is the example. Yeah. Is the example. Yeah. Right. And so you're doing that Um, and you're prioritizing them and and you're pursuing your passion and your dream. And yeah, um, Halsey's so obsessed with fishing. And I'm just like, I want you to find a way that you can do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's so... Well, by the way, he could do that, you know... I, Jamie Niven was in last week. Right. Which was... I mean, you have to... He's one of my favorite people on planet Earth. But he's in his 70s, right? Yeah. And he... Before we started, we were chatting. What's going on? He's like, I want to start doing voiceovers. Yeah. Here's a man who's had, like, such a successful... Multiple careers. Right. But he's still... He, he has this interest. Yeah. Whether it's fishing or he wants right. to do voiceovers. Yeah. And I said to him, I'm like, you can't, we can't make that happen. Like between the two of us and 24 hours, he's like, no, I called Sherry Lansing. And she said, she's been out of the business so long. She's, I mean, anyway, I'm working on finding him a voiceover agent. Oh my That's gosh. one of my assignments. But to me, I love that so much because I love the pursuing a passion or something that you're interested in, no matter what age you are. And if Halsey doesn't want to pursue a career in fishing, right, it will always be something that's a passion of his for him to enjoy just like design is for interior design is for you and I and I really people ask me all the time is this what you always wanted to do and it is yeah like truly since I was four years old I remember um I was obsessed with Wonder Woman and I was obsessed with um Olivia Newton-John and I would put on my it's good to know we were on the same page yeah I would put on my my workout um I had this like little carpet sample that I don't know yeah. my mom had from something that was my workout mat and I had yeah. my record player and I would play let's get physical and I had really curly hair when I was little so I had like an afro and I would wear like 
headband and my leotard and warmers yeah yeah and I was obsessed with the fashion I was obsessed with um Wonder Woman's outfit like how she would spin and she would go from this like amazing outfit into this insane costume that I wanted and I would draw the costume and then well you did make a Wonder Woman we did blazer because my dad got it for me for Christmas it's so cute I mean did he do that on his own he did on his own oh my god on his own cutest thing in the world I have it I love love it. it I love it um yeah it so this is truly my dream come true and I also think that a lot of people know what they want to do when they're little. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, you know I, what I, you're, like, truly passionate about. I knew yeah. what I wanted to do. I don't know if I ever told you this story, but I, I you know, Oprah was obviously at, I knew I wanted to do, like, be on a talk show or be, be you know, be a news anchor. A reporter. Yeah. And a friend of mine from St. George's father was dating this woman who shall her name nameless, but I'll tell you when, when we're finished taping, who was, was very successful business person. And, um... I was talking to her and she said, what do you want to do? And I told her and she said, I don't think you're, you're not pretty enough to be on television. Oh my God. And I'm not blaming this person for not pursuing that. I went to law school. I did send an audition tape for The View, which <laughs> Doug Friedman helped me tape and styled me. It was hilarious. I, I didn't oh realize God. you had to have an agent back then, but um, thank God. I mean, oh I, you know, God, but I anyway, I, oh um, it's hilarious. It's, it's hilarious. Um, I, I still have it. I'll have to, I want to see that. Him. But anyway, I, I think that, um, you know, you have to listen to that voice, right? I mean, I didn't listen to the voice, but I, but, but, but you have to, like, if, yeah. if you, if you really want to have the experience of the elevator door, you have to listen yes. to the voice. Um, all right. So, um, poor Jess in the booth is probably like, I know, we, like, we, we booked an hour and a half. Well, know, these two are like, I, <laughs> tell me, so what's next for the brand? Like, so we're launching handbags, oh. um, February 6th. Amazing. And that is really exciting. Um, You know, basically over the last 13 years, we've been chipping away at the uniform. And it started with the jacket. We designed a full collection. Then it was jeans. Then it was shoes. Now it's bags. And um, I love our bags. I can't wait wait to see them. them and be able to wear them. Oh, and then, but you're also doing some, like, I, I bought some beautiful napkins for my sister-in-law. We did. We did um, tabletop with, um, I'm having another scene. No, hold on. You're going we'll, to we'll re- it. We'll <laughs> it. You're gonna All right. Well, to- hold that thought. We'll come back to that. But what, so that's the brand, right? We've got the, the bags are coming out. We, we did some, some home yeah. stuff is coming, right? What about for you personally? What's on the What's on the horizon? On, yeah. What's your I'm what's going your on a thing? surf trip in a week. See, this is what I was talking yeah. about. See? I'm going on um I'm going to surf simply. Have you heard of it? Yes. yes. I um, have heard of this. I just heard of it a couple of days ago yeah. because a friend of mine Kathy wanted to go. No, okay. actually, it's someone who just started surfing. Okay. And she um was is on the wait list for this yes. place. So so we're going with a group of people and um I'm really excited. Like I I'm also like a, a person that like actually like has goals. Like I want to learn how to do that and I do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. whether it was yoga or tennis, like I picked tennis back up. I mean, I've always played tennis, but tennis was my real sport. And I've had such joy in like really committing to tennis. Yeah. Again. That's so great and though. So anyway, so surfing's like th- th- my new thing okay, that I hope your, that your new I hope I will like it. And, um, 
and I can't wait to be with our friends and just do that. So we're going there. Very fun. Yeah. And then any resolutions, you know, I don't really do the resolutions. Yeah. I don't because I feel like, first of all, the new year for me, I never think of January as the new year. I always think of September as the new year. Always because my that, whole life. Like school back starts, to school. Yeah. Back to, I like that. Maybe I that's better. So I don't, I don't ever, January is not, January is not my time. Like I don't do the like dry January. I probably should, but I don't. I did dry January for about three days. Things fell off the rails last night. But that's why I don't do it because I'm like, I know. It, won't, it won't work for me. You know, that is true. The resolutions thing, then you just make yourself feel bad because I don't know if I've had a, a yeah. successful run. Yeah. Um, clearly not because yeah. last night, the, the dry January. Ended. Yeah. was was Benito. pretty wet. Pretty wet. Pretty wet. Um, I love you. I love you more. I am oh my so God, I'm happy so proud to see of you that you're doing this. Um, and... Uh, Thank you so no. much for having me. Oh my, thank you so much for coming. I mean, I think it's just so, you know, I, I want to do Veronica M at some point too, but I I, I think having you all, maybe you've done this in other podcasts, talk about your, your particular back, you know, your background and not just the brand. Yeah, no, I we think haven't. It's interesting haven't, yeah. for listeners yeah. because, you know, that's how Veronica yeah. Beard became, yeah. know, came to be. We always say it's two perspectives, one vision. Oh, I love these ones. Yeah. We've got to make that into a bumper sticker. Yeah, bumper sticker. Um, A t-shirt. Yeah. Thank you, Darla. Love you. Love you too. All right. That brings us to the end of this episode of the interview. A huge thank you again to Veronica for joining us. And as always, thank you again for listening. If you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at The Interview with Leslie Heaney. A new podcast is released every Wednesday. And until then, this is Leslie, and don't forget to join the interview. Mm -hmm.